This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, February 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Outcry over Newsom's dairy funding. How fires impact water. And Canada delivers dairy plan. State senators push Newsom for more dairy digester funding. A Senate budget subcommittee yesterday mulled the finer details of Governor Newsom's budget. Several lawmakers shared frustrations over years of underfunding a grant program for dairy digesters. The only way that we're going to hit the SB 1383 commitment of a 40% reduction by 2030 is that dairies are either closing or they're leaving the state, said Senator Mike McGuire of Hellsburg. We have underfunded consistently when it comes to manure management in both large and small dairy sites. Administration officials responded that revenues from the state's cap-and-trade program could change over the coming months and offer a funding boost for digesters. The proposal includes $48 million for digesters to be shared with the Alternative Manure Management Program. 2022 will test how megafires affect runoff. The Department of Water Resources is closely watching the burn scar of the Dixie Fire, the state's largest single fire in history. We haven't studied the effect of that scale of a fire would have on runoff conditions into Oroville Reservoir, said DWR Director Carla Nimeth during a presentation to the State Board of Food and Agriculture this week. DWR has placed more real-time data sensors within that watershed to get a better read on snowmelt, she explained. But Nemeth was not worried if a major atmospheric river were to hit the region since Arville's lake level is low enough to absorb most of that runoff. The state could deliver some of that water into the Feather River watershed with the Sacramento Valley to replenish groundwater pumped during the drought. Nemeth also noted that two new delta intakes for the state water project mean DWR can deliver more water south during storm events without disrupting fish populations. And on that note, Nemeth pointed out that Oroville actually has more water than the much larger Shasta Reservoir right now, which is highly, highly unusual. It indicates the importance of where exactly an atmospheric river makes landfall, she explained, adding that state and federal agencies are investing in new research and technology to better forecast those events. LAO urges lawmakers to reject farm-to-school funding. The nonpartisan Legislative Analyst Office, the LAO, recommending state lawmakers reject the governor's budget proposal for an additional $30 million for its farm-to-school grant program, which would double its budget. The office called the leap in funding premature, given it's too early to know how effective the program currently is. CDFA will deliver its first report on the program to the legislature in January 2024. LAO did agree with funding 16 new regional staff positions for the program. The office is also pushing back on a staff position for implementing a registry on carbon sequestration and climate resiliency as required under SB 27 in 2021. LAO recommends bumping the proposal to 2023 when work for the registry actually begins. U.S. dairy awaits Canadian USMCA fix. 
Today is the deadline for Canada to present the U.S. a plan for correcting 14 tariff rate quotas for America's dairy products. Sources are telling AgriPulse the plan was delivered to USDA a day early yesterday, but details are not yet available. If the U.S. doesn't agree that Canada has adequately fixed the problem and some of the U.S. are not optimistic that Canada will, the U.S. can retaliate with tariffs on Canadian goods. The USMCA dispute panel that set the deadline ruled on December 20th that Canada was guilty of setting aside most of the quotas for imports of cheaper dairy products in order to preserve the market in Canada for higher-end products like cheese for domestic Canadian producers. I just don't see how they're going to change anything to allow our products to come in because we would displace Canadian cheese, said Mike Durkin. He's president and CEO of Colorado-based Laprino Foods Company, the largest producer of mozzarella cheese in the world. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack told AgriPulse this week that Canadian Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Debeau assured him that Canada understood that it has, quote, a responsibility under USMCA to attempt to provide an appropriate response. Announcement on Climate Smart Pilot Projects expected soon. USDA expects to announce its plans soon for carrying out its flagship Climate Smart Agriculture and Forestry Partnership Initiative that will be funded with a billion dollars from the Department's Commodity Credit Corporation account. The program will fund a series of demonstration projects aimed at developing markets for low-carbon commodities and climate-smart farming practices. The Bipartisan Policy Center released a report yesterday recommending expansion of existing conservation programs and new finance and insurance instruments as part of a broad approach to finding natural climate solutions. And speaking of a BPC webinar for the report's launch, Secretary Vilsack said the recommendations align closely with the CSAF program, which will aggregate data from groups of participating farmers, ranchers, or timberland owners. Data from the project should help inform policy discussions for the next farm bill, Vilsack said. That's one of the reasons why these demonstration projects are so important, Vilsack said, because we'd then be able to populate the conversation with real-world experience on how this works. GOP lawmakers suggest USDA overreach. Republican lawmakers used a House Agriculture Subcommittee hearing yesterday raised questions about USDA's ability to deliver on the more than $20 billion in conservation funding that President Biden is asking Congress to approve. Terry Cosby, chief of the Natural Resources Conservation Service, assured lawmakers the agency would be fully staffed up this year. However, he also told them he didn't know whether USDA had been consulted by congressional Democrats when they were developing the Build Back Better bill, which includes new funding for the Environmental Quality Incentives Program, among others. Cosby said the agency has undertaken an aggressive hiring strategy. Keep in mind, the Build Back Better bill contains more than $2.1 billion for conservation technical assistance. By the way, lawmakers will focus on commodity programs next Tuesday when the House Ag Subcommittee on General Farm Commodities and Risk Management brings in Robert Bonney, USDA's new Undersecretary for Farm Production and Conservation. Here's today's He Said It. 
This is not about benefiting Canadian consumers or Canadian processors or Canadian dairy farmers. This is about complying with their commitments to the United States under a trade agreement. That U.S. Dairy Export Council Executive Vice President Jaime Castaneda to AgriPulse on the Canadian Dairy Quota case. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, February 3rd. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.